Mateus, let's take a minute to talk about Surfshark VPN. Oh, yeah? What do you have to say about that? So for the first time in a long time, I use public Wi-Fi. And I'll tell you what, I was glad that I had Surfshark VPN loaded on the laptop. As soon as I logged into the Wi-Fi, I kept getting a code saying, you know, this is unstable. Do you, do you accept the risks? Um, and I was like, yeah, I do. Triggered Surfshark VPN. And I, I knew I was safe. I knew that nobody could access my, my data. And it really came in handy. Yeah, no, that's one of the good things about Surfshark's VPN. You can be on a public Wi-Fi anywhere. You can be sitting at a cafe. You can be on a train to London, as uh, was the case for you, my friend. And you will be protected from anybody trying to get into your personal stuff on your computer. And I definitely don't want people getting into my personal stuff. <laughs> i'm sure many of our listeners don't either so if you want to get surfshark vpn just head over to surfshark.deals forward slash nmp and enter the promo code nmp and you're going to get a massive 83 percent off and an extra three months free yeah so that's surfshark.deals slash nmp and enter the promo code NMP for 83% off and three extra months for free. I mean, three extra months and 83% off is how can you not go and check this out for that? It's like, kind of how deal? are these guys even making money, man? I, I have no <laughs> idea. Uh, so, yeah, head over to surfshark.deals forward slash NMP, use the promo code NMP, get 83% off and three extra months. Now, let's jump into the show. Welcome to the Naughty Mythology Podcast. I'm Daniel Farron, corner of the Company Horns of Odin, and I'm joined, as always, by Dr. Matthias Nordvig. Hi, everybody. <laughs> oh, That's you changed doc. it. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Um, we are joined today by the phenomenal Chell Broten, um, who is a Norwegian musician. For those of you who do not know him, he's like one of the OGs of uh, Viking music, and he has just uh, come out with a new album, Blota. So welcome to the show, Chell. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here and chat with you guys. Yeah, <laughs> Always the, a pleasure. The, yeah. the second time round. So I think for anybody who, who hasn't listened to the first time Chell was on, um, go back and listen to that. I'm not sure what number it was, but you'll find it. his name will be on there in the in the title list. And then we, we, we go into the... The origins, I guess, of this whole Viking music scene and how you possibly are there right at the start. Yeah, that was back in the ancient times, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. So pre yeah, pre Viking age, back in the pre Viking age. <laughs> yeah. So for those of us who were Vikings more than twenty years ago. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, so if you if you want to go back and listen to that, that will give you kind of like a, an origin story, I guess. Ooh, which makes you sound like a, a superhero, you know, <laughs> origin story. Um, and then obviously this one, we're going to focus on your new album, which I, I literally just got done listening to, um, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I'm not just saying that, I really did enjoy it. 
So, but before we start, I do have a, a little story to tell you. I, I, I prefaced it before before the podcast. Um, yeah, so this I got bullied this week on Facebook. So I got my I got my comeuppance for all the for all the shit talking that I've done to other people. I got it back, and I didn't like it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you didn't like it. Yeah, I didn't like it. Well, imagine didn't, that. <laughs> didn't really care for it, to be honest. <laughs> so, so somebody sent me a, a message on Friday morning, I think it was, just as I was getting dressed up in my suit for our for our secret mission, Matthias. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was in a good mood, put my suit on, ready to go down to London, and then I got, I got a message of some screenshots from a Facebook group. Um, a Facebook group was called Silicon Scandies. So basically it was Scandinavian people, I think they're mainly Swedish, taking the piss out of like, it's aimed at Americans by looking at the title of the group. It was aimed at like American people who were claiming this culture. Um, and then like, so I guess they had this little group where they posted stuff that they felt was maybe appropriate in this culture, I guess, and all ganged together. And I featured in it. <laughs> Wow. So, well, so, okay. Well, Horns Morning featuring it. And and to be fair, probably rightly so. It's quite it is very funny. Um, so we we bought a candle from a from a nice company called Runic Wax. Now, Runic Wax, they make beautiful candles, beautiful smelling candles, all natural, really good ethos to the company. Um, really really great company. And then they make no, they're not, they're not sponsored. They made nice dripped candles. Um, very nice. Nothing wrong with it. Unless you are Swedish, in which case, Mateus, I'm going to show you the label and see if you can spot the problem with this. Okay. Okay. Because to an English speaker, there is no problem. But to you, I think they might be. I'm going to hold it close to the camera. <laughs> yeah, you got it? Yep. <laughs> You got it. <laughs> I, I didn't see it. <laughs> okay, so to to us that says runic wax, but unfortunately, <laughs> you got it. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> All right. So to, to the listeners, okay, to, to it, it says runic wax in a runic text. Now, unfortunately, the C and the I make what looks like a K. And apparently in, in Swedish and I guess in, in the, the Scandinavian languages, runk means wank. And then you've got wax, which is wax. Um, so, it's, <laughs> so it's really, it's a really unfortunate thing. And, um, so that, to be fair, to be fair to the company, like the name got spotted um, and they ch- they've, they've changed the name because all, for obvious reasons. But to be fair, I if it was my company, I probably would have kept the name. I had a double down on it and just made lent, lent into it because I think it's funny. And I actually really liked the name Runic Wax. I think it, it would work maybe with a, a font change. Um, so, so back to the story. The this the, the our adverts run the, the Facebook adverts, they 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 pick products by random on whatever they think you might like pick them and then show them to different people so somebody obviously got a scandinavian person got the the advert for the um for the candle and it was obviously somebody from this group and they took a screenshot posted in there and everybody was having a a little laugh 
So I, I thought, oh, you know, that's pretty funny. I, I get it. I, I knew that. I, I knew, I knew of like the the translation issues before. Um, so I, I actually tried to go in the group. I, I, I tried to go in and just, I was just gonna have a laugh. I was like, yeah, you know, it's, it's funny. The companies, they, they know they change the name. They make really good stuff. You know, it's just one of those teething issue things. But they blocked me from the group without accepting me and they started taking the piss out of me because I was trying to go in the group. <laughs> so I, so, so, so the, the, the owner of the group then posted like, yeah, he's just tried coming in the group. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I tried coming in the group because I thought it was funny. I was going to like, I could see the funny side. I was going to come in and be like, you know, it's so, a joke, but, but it, you know, they've, they've changed the name. They do make some good products. It is what it is. So, so, so essentially what happened here is like the Facebook version of you like sitting outside in the rain, looking in at this group I of people, just like laughing at you and pointing at you. And, they, and all, the only way I could see was somebody sending me screenshots, <laughs> which was just making me even more mad. No, I, went to, I wasn't mad because, I mean, I would have to be naive and, and silly not to see the, the funny side behind that. Because as a you know as a British person as an English speaker we don't see to to that it just says runic wax um, and obviously I can't I know Kat the lady that makes the wax sometimes listens to the podcast and this isn't a laugh at, at your expense by any means you make amazing products um, and obviously it's just one of those things that that happens because I'd have never spotted it and I think runic wax was a brilliant name. That's one of the reasons this, we. This is why this is why everybody always needs to put on an actual Scandinavian professor, uh, <laughs> Norwegian <laughs> as a consultant. You know, like, I just wouldn't send, send your business to me, my friends. <laughs> I can I can save you the trouble. <laughs> I would never. I would never have seen that coming. Like I just would. If it was me, I would never have thought in a million years that these two letters written in like runic style would drastically change the word to something <laughs> so so different um but like i said i if it was me i would have probably lent into it and maybe just changed it a little bit and, and taken the the hype from it but it's yeah it's, it's unfortunate and i do feel for them because obviously they've, they've rebranded and changed but i mean ultimately the product's very good so i'm sure they will they will be fine but it was just the the fact that I, I, I had a spoon for my own medicine. You know, I, <laughs> it, was, it was so unfair because I was just trying to go in and be nice and join in with the laughs, but then I ended up being the laugh. <laughs> but anyway, uh, they happen. these things happen, I guess. Um, so I, I guess on that note, let's... Uh, Let's talk about your album, Joe. Sorry for hijacking the first five minutes. I'm more. enjoying this. <laughs> right? It's, it's actually quite fu funny. So the is song... it, I mean, is that the same in Danish? If you if you were to look, I mean, Chell, obviously you, you're Norwegian and you got it straight away. Um, is it the same in Danish? Do you just... Um, so, I mean, this, I guess, attests to how how entrenched I am in a, in some kind of American-ness now, because I was just reading Runic Wax, and I didn't like combine the I and K to begin with, but yeah. then somebody wrote it out as Runk oh, okay. uh, Wax uh, in, in the chat, and I was like, oh, okay, because <laughs> like, mm -hmm. I, I was actually focusing on that uh, little rune thing that was below it, and I was like, well, what am I looking at here? It's just because mm -hmm. I'm slow, man, like it, yeah, yeah. Um, but 
like in Danish, that word Murunka is not used. Um, I think it does exist in, in dialects and also in older Danish. Um, but you, you wouldn't find, like you wouldn't be like walking around in the streets and saying that and people would be like, oh, okay, that means jerking off and mm -hmm. stuff like that. So, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'll be buying new ones with a new name. I think it's Old Waste Candles now because they make really cool products. Um, and they make a, they do a, a, a black pillar candle with, with the wax dripping down, which is really, which is really lovely. So everybody go and buy one of those or go and buy one of the runk ones because we still have a few of those and they're going to, I'm telling you, they're going to be worth something. <laughs> can you send me one of those, please? I would like a I can, <laughs> I can send you. I, that's, I think that this is way part of it. You should, they should have lent into it and people would just want one because it's like, fuck, that's, that's funny. But you know, these things, these things happen. Um, all right, Jill, let's speak about blotter. Um, I'm, I'm trying to lean into pronunciations these days because I feel like I can't keep skating around them. So I apologize if I butcher <laughs> everything that you've ever done. <laughs> I, I normally skirt around it and, and don't, like, don't say the word. And usually I'm like thinking in my head of how can I say this without actually having to say the word. So now I've just decided I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go for it. Fuck it. Throw caution to the wind. You're actually saying my right, name right, which is a very good start. Oh. That's because you've been on twice and I've been practicing it all day. <laughs> <laughs> He's been standing in front of the mirror. <laughs> yeah. That's it. <laughs> so, you know, the, the album Blut, Blut, Blutter? Blutter, yeah. Blutter. Because mm -hmm. the, the, the little accent over the O, does that make it like a O U sound, I guess? Blutter? Yeah, it, it, it's it's more because I've I've had the uh, help to, to, to make it proper, like, because I'm not an expert in all languages. So, uh, <laughs> so I, I had some help to, 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 to get in, into how it would be, be spelled, uh, at least as close as we could get. Mm -hmm. So, but uh, I think we would say Bluta. Mm -hmm. Perfect. The yeah, the, uh, the, that little accent signals that it's a long O instead of a short one. So, yeah, that's that's the nerdy explanation for it. Yeah. Do you know how confusing that is to, to a Brit or an English speaker? Just the fact that the same letter has different variations. Because we don't have any little accents or hats on any of our letters. No, that's just, because like you're 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 a slightly less stupid version than Danish, right? <laughs> you just like you, you spell things, and then you pronounce them entirely differently. That I mean, <laughs> the only the yeah. only reason that it works out for English is because so many people know it. But it's like mm -hmm. this, the same thing as Danish, right? The Danish like you spell something in Norwegian, as you can attest to, Chell, uh, you're capable of reading it perfectly. But pronouncing it in Danish, now that's an entirely different matter. Right? No, I, I had this plan for making a T-shirt, you know, and it it should, uh, or actually, it's a Danish friend of mine wanted to make a T-shirt with me looking like a teacher kind of um, <laughs> pointing at you like and, and say consonantne er våre venner. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> so that means nothing to me. Someone's gonna have to. Translate for, for the for the dummy over here. I, I, I let that guy explain. <laughs> so the 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 t-shirt says the consonants are are friends, and um, I mean that's what 
the general problem with Danish is that it's uh, just like the Danish landscape is made out of all that sludge that was once pressed out under the ice from Norway. <laughs> our, our our language consists of uh, essentially eroded Norwegian consonants. So oh, okay. where the Norwegians pr pronounce consonants, we try not to, and it's, it's, <laughs> it's really weird. <laughs> <laughs> language is an innocent is a interesting thing. Yeah, it certainly is. is yes. <laughs> yeah. So so Blutter, um, I I I wanted to start with what you sent me earlier was the i guess your own description of what the album was i don't do you have that there to hand or do you know it off the top of your head if you i don't know if you wanted to read it or you wanted me to uh, you can take it i i don't remember i wrote that a long time ago <laughs> oh, i i thought it was, it was it's the kind of perfect description of of what the album in is, is and it's certainly kind of the feel i got as we were going through it yeah um so you've got blutter is not only an album it is a blot, a blut, is it? Blot, blut, blut, yeah. blut yeah. yeah. In brackets, ritual. It is a ritual to to face your darker sides, accept them, and reshape them into re a resource rather than a burden. I kept mm. the instrument instrumentation and production to a minimum to keep the authenticity of its purpose. Blutter is a raw, tribal, and honest album. This is my blut, my ritual. Now I give it to you, hoping it can help you the same way it helped me. Which I thought was a beautiful um, description, and I, I think we, we were talking before the show about hopefully making that kind of whole uh, document that you sent me available to people listening to the show. Because I think it's really, it really helps with listening to the album and, and getting a feel of everything that you of the journey because it it does feel different to other albums that I've listened to. It feels like a, a genuine kind of journey and a, almost a, a psychedelic experience you something you can sit down with your headphones on and just go on this go on this journey um yeah i i really enjoyed it and i can't wait to to listen to it again that's are some strong words wow thank you <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, to me it's yeah uh, it is exactly that 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 is what Pluto is it's to me uh to go back to the start, I, I went through a really, really, really dark period a few years back. And um, yeah, it, it was really hard. And uh, and uh, I kind of quit most of what I was doing and, and I almost fell out totally. And, uh, and then I started to kind of drag myself back, back into to, to where I love to be with music and I started working on that that Ferd album which uh, came out a couple of years ago and uh, and then I started working with myself uh, because you know if you go through things uh, dark things you know really really sad things you, you lose your family whatever it could be anything uh, which is the whole point with this album it can be anything that's why I'm not giving away too much about my experiences with it. Mm. But, but all these kind of, of, of dark energies, they can easily bring you to bad places. And uh, we really, really need to, to, to work through these things in life to, to, to get on sometimes. All of us sometimes ends up in dark places. And 
for me, it's like I've been working a lot with human beings. Uh, I've been uh, working as a therapist with in psychic healthcare and, and and these kind of things, and I've been helping a lot of people through this kind of of, of shit. And then all of a sudden, I was there myself. Uh, so, but 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 all in all, what we need to 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 do is to to take those dark, really hard feelings, and we need to to embrace them. We need to accept them. Because many people try to just push them away and, and close them down, but that's going to be a ticking bomb. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, it's, it, sometimes it, it will strike back. So we really need to, to work with them, and we and we can can try to, as as I said in in the description, we can try to make it a resource uh, rather than a burden. Because it's so easy to 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 let it be a burden that that wears us down, but. It is an experience, and it is an experience we can we can take with us and learn from, no matter how hard it is, no matter how sad uh, the, the episode or whatever it is is. We can make it a strength. We can make it something we can use to something positive. Um, and for me, Gulta is is exactly that. <laughs> um, yeah. And I can go back into some of the the some of some of this album has existed inside of me for for more than twenty years actually, uh, but but it it came out now and uh, and it was the exact moment for, to do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the the origin the, we're full of origin stories today. Yeah, I I would say the that's a very important part of it. Um, I, personally, I, I, I listen to a lot of um, dark music in various ways, and I think it's very therapeutic to listen to that kind of music. It uh, helps you work through emotions. And there's, you know, a bunch of science too, by the way, to 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 back that up. Um, studies of uh, uh, what happens in people's minds and um, and all that stuff when they listen to different kinds of music. And so, no, I, I, I think it's a very valuable and important thing to put out there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Oh, look at that. Jinx. <laughs> <laughs> do, you have jinx in, do you have Jinx in Denmark? Uh, no, but that we have it in over here in the U.S. So, <laughs> yeah. so basically, I can't say anything anymore. <laughs> I'm such a child. Um, yeah, Chill. Um, how important was it to, to I guess, take people on a journey to make that very prevalent in the, in the music? Because it seems, again, I think why it's important for for people to have access to the to kind of what you've written about each song as, as well. And I know that I couldn't find it on Spotify, but you said Bandcamp has it on there and we're going to yeah. hopefully put this up somewhere. Because every, the, the names of the song give so much meaning to the direction of, of how you've set this album out and thought about every little bit. I guess, you, you know, you start with the calling and then we're going to sorrow, chant, shapeshift, the sun, and, you know, then the rising and peace. So it's that whole, it, it does take that, that journey of, of, of kind of darkness, sadness, and then the rebirth and coming back out the other side into, into peace. And I guess that must have been very important to, to make sure you get that in there. 
yeah yeah it's uh it's of course it's all all in the in the album cover but uh but it's um for now it's only available on on bandcamp digitally uh, you can you can watch it go to bandcamp and read about it without buying the album though so mm -hmm. so that's possible you just you can uh, go click in there and you see the, the the description about the album and if you click each song you will get the description about the song uh, in, mm -hmm. um so that's a way yeah. to find them, and and uh, if if you have time for it, I can do a little bit of explanations uh, here also. So, oh uh, yeah, absolutely. Go ahead, man. But I, I I I do think that I think if you if you listen to the album raw, quote unquote, or or versus having having that description there, yeah. um, I think you you could get two completely different experiences because, like say you you're lucky enough to send me through. The, the the documents and I I read it before and I kind of kept going back as I was listening to each song, seeing what you wrote and the feeling behind it and and it really does help you get that sense of this journey throughout the whole album. So I do employ everybody who listens to it to go and and go on that journey. Um, because like I say to me, I, I I listened to it whilst I was working with a lot of things I have to do whilst I'm kind of carving. But I I can see myself going back and listening to this album and just probably just sitting in this chair for forty five minutes with nothing else around. And I and kind of just put it on and, and go through this this journey, which is something I I never thought I would say about any album because that's just not what I do. I don't really do that. But I, I I'm not really one for just sitting down and listening to music. It's normally like a background thing as I'm doing other things like working out or just working like carving. But with this, I I I, I want to just sit and and listen. I I genuinely feel like there's a a journey there to be had, um, and I can't wait to to do it properly just in my own in my own, own headspace, on my own, without the distractions. And, and yeah, I, I can't speak highly enough of it, I guess, because I did really enjoy that. And that's the, the feeling that I got. It's been, um, it's been a really hard album to, to work with and to tell and to release because, because it, it's definitely the most personal thing I've ever done, you know, in, in, and given to to the entire world like this it's uh it's damn honest and and damn naked uh, mm. you know with music you can always polish and take out all those squeaky sounds and you know all of that and make it really nice and you know elevator music but i decided very early with this album that i can't do this because it, it needs to be that raw and honest and 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 also in in the cover i, I spent a lot a lot of time with uh, with the amazing photographer espen winter uh, who's also a member of the band eldrim by the way and, and the photography is beautiful i don't know if you had a chance to see it matthias oh yeah I've, uh, i i i i regularly creep on Chell's uh, Instagram and, and elsewhere. <laughs> nice. <laughs> no, th that's one thing. I, it does stand out. It really is a very pretty, pretty album as well. Yeah. yeah there's, uh, but it's hard because, you know, every song has a picture in the cover uh, that fits with the description. So, so it, the, the cover, the booklet in the cover also gives this, this kind of, a, uh, it helps embracing what we're working on but it's also i mean uh, it's hard you know to, to to find which photography that i can put out to the entire world shows my most vulnerable parts i mean how can i show my sorrow to to the entire world in a picture which is mm -hmm. that's hard stuff to work with 
but, uh, yeah. but it's, it needed to be like this because because that's the only way to to present this this journey. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I mean, how did you how did you find that? Um, just putting yourself out there completely bare because it, I, do you normally is that something you normally do with with your other stuff? I know you collaborate with so many other people. Do you normally go that? personal with it or, or was this uh, no no i've been i've been doing a lot of, of really raw stuff i mean I, at least 60 70 percent of every gig i've ever done has been without any microphones nothing like outdoors standing there in the field banging the drums throat singing and you know can get pretty rough and raw but it, uh, and that's also really personal but 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 not like this because it's it's always somewhat for the audience I mean, we were used to be uh, back when we started, like 20 years ago, we were known to be the crazy Norwegian guys with throat singing and drums and, you know, <laughs> so, so it's still different. It's, it's naked and raw, but it's, it's, it's not that personal in, in the same way as, as this album. And, uh, and some of the, the albums I've been on is, is <laughs> kind of really, really processed and 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 uh, and built up you know sound wise while this is like i i really struggled to 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 keep myself to this i i it, the whole entire album can be performed by uh, at the most four people <laughs> and there's no sound on the album that can't be performed uh, uh, with maximum four people so it's pretty naked and 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 simple mm-hmm. So do you do you have to make a conscious effort to to be that stripped back? I guess. Yeah, it, it's hard because because it gets really really personal and and naked and and I mean I've been working with so many amazing musicians and and fantastic singers and and you know and yeah well I'm I've been doing this for a while but I'm not a fantastic singer I'm not a fantastic drummer I'm you know I can as you see I can I can a little bit about that a whole lot <laughs> but um, but to go in there and do it all by myself I I don't everything there's nothing in the sound in this album I didn't do I didn't I I I created it I recorded it I mixed it I produced it and I I uh, even mastered the album myself <laughs> so that sounds like a lot of work <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot of work but i kind of like i mean i i am a sound engineer i i i that that's my one of my two educations i work with people uh, and and uh, i'm a sound engineer so so that's that's not that's not such a big thing but it's it's a big thing to keep it that simple and not to like because you can always put some more reverb to it you can always put a big choir with 15 voices or whatever to make it big and fat and but here i needed to be, make it big and fat without all these extra sounds which is really horribly hard to do <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah i mean i'm not going to pretend that i understand music that well but um yeah i i guess I, I understand in a sense that we've all been in that position where we've we've kind of made something or done something and then you always have that urge to to add something else or do a little bit more and then sometimes you just end up completely ruining it and it becomes something that, that you don't recognize anymore because you've just fiddled with it a little too much and i then... i used to make a lot of drum and bass 
Um, oh, I'm where's this? <laughs> do you have evidence? Do you have evidence of this? Uh, no, actually, not anymore. Because um, it sucked. <laughs> oh no! Because I fell victim to the thing. I need another layer. I need another layer. I need another layer. And then it's just like blah, 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 noise. I'm gonna of... message Erica and see if she can dig this out somewhere <laughs> from the loft. <laughs> Give me the new, the new podcast intro. <laughs> <laughs> it's just to say you know as an amateur it's pretty easy to fall to that oh oh i need i need to put all the things in there and <laughs> build yep. it up. hey uh, Shad, I, I i'd like to ask you a question about um your background working with people with uh mental illnesses and, and those kinds of things it's, this is something that i find rather interesting about the Scandinavian music scene in general, there's a lot of musicians who also have day jobs of that kind. Yeah. And for those of our fans who've seen the brilliant and awesome Finnish movie, Heavy Reisu, uh, you'll see the exact same thing. The, the, the lead singer in that band, he has a day job. He works with uh, um, um, patients with serious mental illnesses, one of them and ends up becoming the drummer um not to spoil too much of the movie uh, <laughs> so what what does that give you because like i feel there's a this say first of all not to sort of like say that we're better than everybody else but <laughs> in scandinavia we have a lot of really good musicians we have a lot of people who make a lot of even like when it comes to like pop music or whatever you want to call it you have um so much awesome music actually coming out of Scandinavia and I sometimes think that a lot of it can be attributed to those personal experiences that these musicians of various kinds have in their daily lives going through various things so very very different sort of like experiential background than somebody like fucking Justin Bieber or something like that right <laughs> so you said don't you dare say Usher I I'm not, <laughs> I know very little about Osher. Um, I assume that he's uh, he's he's more worthwhile than Justin Bieber. Honestly, he's watching. He's watching. <laughs> I'm staring at me. So, Charlie, I, I'd like to hear what 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 do these experiences that you have um, in your daily life and the work that you do? Um, how do they help you uh, create your music and think about? the themes and 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 creating um awesome soundscapes yeah there's um i'd like to add in a, a little bit uh, before i go into that actually because there's another thing about i've been asked a lot about this because many people in in the world seems to to have this this thought that we're such good musicians up here and I think that maybe one of the reasons why we have a lot of good musicians, I mean, look at the metal scene and, you know, there are some amazing musicians out there, but we live in a pretty hard environment, you know, it's, it's cold most of the year. It's, you know, we're not, we're not laying around on beaches. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's hard even to get outside. So, so we spend our time at the rehearsal area with our friends because, you know, that's, where we can keep warm and that's you know so, so i think that's one of the reasons why why many musicians get really really good at what they do because they spend so much time rehearsing and working with their music because 
they just come because it's the shitty weather. <laughs> you, 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 so you spend an hour dressing up to go outside for not freezing, you know? <laughs> you don't do it. <laughs> I, I, think, I think you... Guitar. Yeah, no, I, I think you might be right about some of that, you know, also just yeah, the, the, for a very long time, the Scandinavian landscape has been a huge source of, of inspiration for artists of all kinds in, in Scandinavia. Um, I would also, in that regard, since we're talking about reasons for good musicians, um, and, you know, I'm pretty sure that everybody at this point has probably seen that little meme with like the, um, um, the how many metal bands per capita in, in the different countries in the world. And you have like Norway and Sweden, Finland in particular, just like, you know, <laughs> so many. I think there's another, another aspect to this, and this is me as a Scandinavian sitting in the middle of America. I really want to tout our welfare states because they don't make people soft. They make people cooler. That's really what they do. And I've seen that firsthand at this point. Um, one of the things that is definitely part of making all of these metal bands and musicians in general is the fact that you have free and available access to educations that make you capable of making really awesome music, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So definitely also and, part of it. And when you're young, most places, at least when I grew up, it, it, it's not that easy anymore. But when I grew up, I mean, most places had a free rehearsing area with equipment for bands mm -hmm. to rehearse for free. <laughs> oh, yes, wow. yes. So yeah. you could go there and you can make your satanic music. Yeah, exactly. Coddled welfare state. <laughs> yeah. So you stand there for like three hours making your satanic music, and then some pop band comes in to make their, you know, and 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 they all kind of know each other, and they're all a part of the same thing. And they have this, this cool. thing together, which is this this rehearsal room that they all love and 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 work for. So I think. See if that was if that was in England, there'd just be dicks all over the wall in there. Someone would take a sharpie in and just ruin it. It dude, it just get destroyed. It's not like we don't draw dicks on everything. We just draw dicks with runes and <laughs> hang out in those spaces. You know. <laughs> well, maybe honestly, I I can't think of a single place like that over here um <laughs> the way you know where you just have access to something like that but i don't know maybe if we just have a different attitude to to music over here because as sad as it seems certainly in my high school like music was kind of just a, a mess about class it was your time where you could just have a joke and get away with you're talking with your friends and, and having a little bit of fun. The teacher wasn't that strict. You didn't really feel like you were necessarily learning anything. Um, that's probably why I'm tone deaf. Okay, so, so I'm just going to have to throw something in here, um, which is going to sound weird coming from me, but this is, uh, as Danes and Norwegians, this is one of the, the things that we can thank Christianity for the prevalence of music in our school systems. We have a lot of singing and a lot of things that have to do with singing psalm, psalms and also mm -hmm. sort of like more nationalistic songs that have been, you know, created over time. So, okay. you know, a lot of schools have like uh, what we, uh, like in Danish, call morning, morning gatherings where you actually... In the public school you show up and then everybody the entire school stands there 
and singing songs. Like there'll be a song about Jesus, a song about how awesome Denmark is, and a song about something else with a Viking or some shit like that. And that's uh, and then you go on with your day, right? Yep. That's that's oh, so very. We had that. I think we had yeah we had school assembly, um, which was but that was primary school, so that's maybe eight till. 12 or something like that so you're very young but after once you get to high school um we didn't have any kind of like maybe once a, a week we'd have an assembly but i can't remember if there being any song and if there was fucking no one was singing it <laughs> it was just the attitude that, that they had i don't know when maybe that was i didn't go to the best high school um but there certainly wasn't that connection to music we had one music lesson a week for an hour if well 50 minutes unless you then took music at a higher level in the in year 10, 11, and then you'd obviously hone in and do and maybe have three or four lessons a week. But those first three years, it was one lesson a week, and it was just a, a little bit of a, you know, piss, piss take. And it, it's sad because I wish I'd learned more, but unfortunately we didn't. Aside from, you know, the morning assemblies, we would also have uh, music at least once a week. Um in my school all the way through high school yeah. so you know and i suck at music by the way i'm, I'm so bad like like me trying to drum is ridiculous mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> but, but I, when but i get I hands it, on I that did. drum and bass music i'll be the judge of that <laughs> <laughs> well that's all machines man <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's why it was it was drum and bass and that's something else it was like i can make this with fruity loops <laughs> Uh, but back to that, you said that uh, if you had those kind of rehearsal spaces, they would be ruined. That That's one of the things that was cool in, in Norway back then, because what they did is that they they went into the, uh, that was back in the late 80s, they, they go, went into the, the communities with all the young people and they said like, okay, you guys listen to music and, and you want to play music. So we have this, this huge basement that nobody is using and we have this local carpenter. So he can help you if you make that room yourself and we yep. pay for it. So if you put insulation, you put a window for recording, whatever you want to do, do it, but do it properly and do it together and, and mm-hmm. we'll pay for it. Yep. So, so yeah, that's exactly we, we like own Denmark. the space, you know? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 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 I mean, but this is this. So I think there's something really important sort of like mm-hmm. in, in the human level of all of this, you're talking, then you're talking about being made to go do something and, people take a piss and don't find it interesting or relevant to their existence in, in various ways. Uh, what Chell has just described is the way that you make things relevant mm, to people's absolutely. existence and lives. You have a, you have a basically a municipal government that says, we are going to throw some money at you if you do the work yourself. Yeah. And you all come together and you work together and that's how you create unity in a society and, and you again, respect the space a, a lot more because you you, you yeah, know the work and the people the people you have worked with right yeah. so and that way you generate general respect for your surroundings and your fellow humans yeah mm-hmm. and yeah, maybe, that... yeah no no you go <laughs> and, and maybe that's one of the reasons why all these musicians ended up working with people <laughs> yes <laughs> well yeah maybe Maybe no, I like say I just maybe it's the 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 cynic in me. I just couldn't see that happening in the UK. I just think they'd be told to fuck off. 
I agree with you, but I think, you know, one of the main problems that, that you're actually highlighting without saying it is the steep hierarchy, the steep social hierarchy that exists in the UK. Those distances aren't that long between Shell and uh, his queen, for instance, or right. me and my queen, <laughs> yeah. or king for that matter. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. I mean, there there is still a gate. You know, you'd have to crawl over it. You'd probably get shot if you tried to to crawl <laughs> over that gate to get to the king. But <laughs> well, I, I I do have a story about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, go on. There we go. Please do go on. Please do. Uh, it's it's rather ridiculous actually. But uh, back in the days, so I used to to work in a lot of kindergartens in Norway or in in, in Oslo. Uh, we did a whole lot of crazy stuff. We had like drum circle gatherings for kindergartens in the forests outside Oslo and those kind of things. That sounds pretty uh, cool. <laughs> yeah, that was absolutely brilliant. Um, uh, back in the late nineties, uh, early early two thousands, and uh, <laughs> and uh, at one of those kindergartens, I used to have those uh, shell trips because back then we could go like uh, I could go alone in the streets of Oslo with six kids. Mm-hmm. you know and that was allowed it's mm-hmm. totally mm-hmm. not allowed anymore of course no. <laughs> but, but then we did we went out and, and and we sat down in the park and then we decided what to do with the day and one of those days uh, <laughs> we decided to take <laughs> take you know, those right those hard marker pens splitters you know and and uh, walk down to the king's castle and ask the guards if we could come in so I was there with my my I had yeah I had dreads back then also and and I had big kids with those you know standing in front of the castle asking if they could come in and the guards like eh, but uh, but why yeah you know we we want to see how the the king looks with a mustache. <laughs> <laughs> guards are not allowed to laugh, you know. So <laughs> <laughs> that's right, they aren't. <laughs> uh, did you get in? Uh, no, we didn't. Oh. But, but they had a really, really hard time not laughing. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. Yeah, I, I hope someone went and told the king. <laughs> if yeah, I was probably. the king, I'd I'd want them to come and tell me. But, that's just. But, but you know, they probably did. I mean. Just just a, a, a short while ago, some friends of mine uh, from where I grew up, actually from the, the Rockevashle or the rehearsal room, uh, they had this this uh, really good metal band and they released a song where they're actually singing about a really, really good speech the king did a while ago. And they released this song on Spotify and all of a sudden they got a letter from the king saying thank you. Ah! Nice. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> that's that nice. is pretty cool. I mean, uh, honestly, throughout my lifetime, I think I've run into the Danish Queen like a handful of times, like on some random occasions. Like she shows up in Greenland, and you're like, "Hey, you're the Queen, aren't you?" And she's like, "Yep." <laughs> hey, what do you mean you just ran into the Queen? That that's again we we these things have changed over time nowadays like there's a little more security now but back in the 80s and the 90s you could run into you know the queen or the prime minister or whatever on in just like all kinds of random situations um that that's not what it's like over here i know that's that's, that's why i was highlighting this I, I, very that, big difference I, you know? that's just yeah that's just not 
there's not like that at all. We the Queen came to my my town once for a speech, um, and for some somebody did apparently work with, was going to try and attack her with a hatchet, but that's a different story. Um, I think they they got arrested and are probably somewhere for a long time. I think, I think the the, the um, royalty is like the last person anybody is thinking about attacking in in, in oh, I know, Denmark but, and Norway. It's like. Pretty much but everybody was, else before the the royals. <laughs> that that was that was the plan. But they for for they, they must spend hundred million hundreds of thousands, maybe millions. I'm not sure on preparing the town every time the queen goes anywhere. So it was it, it was surreal to see like the police just swarming and and checking everywhere months in advance. You know, checking all the the drain covers, lifting the drain covers off, looking inside putting them down and then putting like a special tape on them to make sure that them, so then they can check they've not been tampered with, but doing that with like every drain cover, every post box, every doorway, every building that was going to be on this, this route and just the manpower that must've been spent to, to make this place secure for a 15 minute visit was, was ridiculous. So it's so strange for you to be like, Oh yeah. Bumped into the queen. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, of course she was like, you know, whenever she would go somewhere, it would be like official visit. But you know what? Mm-hmm. I've been like walking around in the Queen's front yard in her summer house in my hometown, right? Because the public is just allowed to do that. Yeah. The same way as like, you know, if you go to the, the Queen's castle in the middle of Copenhagen, you're like, that's like, she lives in a roundabout. You can drive through the whole thing. And then, yeah, there are guards and stuff like that. They're like standing around, but but the the castle is essentially like built around a, a roundabout where you can drive through with your car and then go left or right or wherever you need to go. <laughs> so. if, if, if you go to the castle in Oslo, there's a big park. It's open for everyone. And if you go there in the evenings, that's where you find all the people smoking weed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and the yeah. king is standing up there on his balcony, like sniffing it. <laughs> yeah. I actually... so so. That that little because you say castle, but it doesn't look like a castle to me. No. The one in the one in Oslo, because um, when we when we were there, and obviously now you said it's the one in the park. I might I assume it's the one that we walked past every day, um, and we I did wonder is that the is that where the king lives? But I wasn't I wasn't sure. It was clearly an official building, and it had guards around it. But to me. I'm like, no way does the fucking... That can't be where the king lives. I can walk up and touch the building. You can't do that over here. <laughs> where are the cameras directed yes. rightly at me? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like Over here, it's all fenced off. You can maybe look at it just about, but, but you certainly couldn't go up and like touch the building and climb in a window, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's the kind of stuff you get from, you know, fucking around with the world's population over centuries as opposed to not doing that (laughs) you have to live in very guarded castles afterwards (laughs) that sounds that feels like a fair point (laughs) oh dear should we get should we get back to the music yes let's let's hear more about the music we, we actually we actually got a negative review for our tangents the other day Oh really? Well, no. for, well, actually, for apparently not finishing our tangents, oh, <laughs> going yeah. off a tangent and then not, then not finishing it and just 
just drifting off to something else, I guess. Um, but you know, we you can't change a habit of a lifetime, is what we do. Sometimes something better just pops up. I think all of those people giving us negative reviews should start their own podcasts and then we can talk. <laughs> yeah. Or don't say like we get a lot. We don't get a lot. We we've had a couple. That handful. Um, the hand the handful. But yes. most of them, most of them are nice. Um, but if you want to go drown out this three-star review, then please go and leave the five-star rating and a positive review wherever you listen to your podcast. <laughs> um, Joe, to go back to the to the mental health side of, of things, yeah. you see it on, on a broader scale. You see it so often with musicians, I think, across across the whole music sphere of all different genres that a lot of people come from disadvantaged areas or, or have had mental health struggles they they come out with some really fucking good music and i you know it's not nice for anybody to have have any kind of struggle in life but you seem to always get some really good some really good songs after um you know the i think there's just so many who've who've had the struggles and then just come back with what is a, a masterpiece and i i guess this is your masterpiece yeah, yeah, thank you. Yeah, hopefully I, I, I'll make more. But <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, you know, I think that 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 uh, in so, to some uh, extent at least you you really really get to know yourself, you know, and and you you get to see see parts of life which is really really hard, obviously, and but again, you know. It, it gives inspiration also uh, to, to be in such places. I mean, as, as you say, when you, when you look at, the, at art history, look at all those amazing artists that had those, those hard struggles, uh, like painters, musicians, uh, whatever, really. I think probably every, every type of, of artist, I think even, you know, even somebody like Stephen King, he, you know, he famously struggled and, and would, you know, be lock himself in a in a room and write a book addicted to all sorts of different substances and and his books are certainly different now to to then um so it just seems like every artist no matter where you look when yeah. you get kind of that gold moment there is usually some sort of despair behind it yeah it's uh it's, it's certainly often is no, not always but but yes very often it is uh, i had the, this thought that i was about to say but i lost it <laughs> uh, about that <laughs> oh, i do that's probably my fault i do apologize do you <laughs> because you never shut up man that was no, one of the other that. reviews that we had. <laughs> i do that all well. the time so but uh, yeah. um oh, sad now let's move on you go <laughs> okay no i i think you're you're, uh, you're right in pointing out that there's a lot of good art that may is being made by people who struggle in different ways um i mean just think about Knut Hamsun, for instance yeah. and his debut novel was literally sort of like an autobiographical experience of 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 hunger and starving in 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 Oslo, um, back in the day that he like an experience he had himself that he then managed to turn into a fucking phenomenal novel right 
uh, it's a great example of it, if you ask me. Um, you know, if you go to painters, one of the most overrated struggling painters is definitely Van Gogh um, or Van Gogh or whatever you want to call him. Mm -hmm. um, he he's not as 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 good as, as the hippies make him out to be. <laughs> um, but there are definitely others that I that you could uh, bring forth. Um, and yeah, no, I I think I think it uh, it's a you know if we go back to Nordic mythology, how do you get to the deepest, darkest, best, most potent knowledge about the world, about life, and all that stuff? you have to go through hell. Yep. It's a very common theme, right? Like this mm -hmm. is something that they, you know, the, the meat of poetry, Odin has to like dig, bury into a mountain in the shape of a snake and go all the way to the bottom of it, or whatever that is. That in a, in a cosmic sense is definitely a representation of the underworld, the world of the dead. And then he takes the meat out of there flying as a bird or eagle right and this is the stuff that all the scouts they drink they drink this the mean of poetry and that's what makes them great scouts so they have a direct access to that source that comes from the the depths of hell um so yeah no it's a uh, you know going going through something that's terrifying in, mentally in so many ways and then helps build you up afterwards it's definitely like a stepping stone for, for great, great art in so many ways. Yeah. Absolutely. Having that, but hopefully people have that, that place to channel, channel it to and don't kind of slip back, slip back down. I think it's important to, to have that place where you can, once, once you come out the other side, you have somewhere to, to focus. Cause I imagine that with you, child, when, once you, you start coming out, um I, I imagine you you really focused on on your music and that kept driving the recovery i guess yeah of course and 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 that's one of the things i've seen through my work um i don't do that anymore i, I only do music these days but <clears throat> but um but what, what i've seen I, i've been working a lot with with art towards those people i've been trying to help because you know art whatever kind of art suits you it it, it may help you to, to sort these things out and to channelize these these things inside you in in and and it may help you to express those things that is fucking hard to put down in words and mm -hmm. in in that way it it may help you to to sort them out by getting them out it also may, might help you to actually communicate them towards other people that also is important because it is important to, to to talk to other people to socialize which is hard when you're down in this this whole pit you know so so i think that art is it's 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 also a way it's also some way of, of helping yourself out of it again um, mm -hmm. and in norway it's quite common to use art to to help with mental uh, issues uh, like music therapy and 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 uh, uh, color therapy, painting therapies, and all these kind of, of art-based therapy forms that we use, uh, which helps a lot, really. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess it, it helps give people purpose and some sort of direction, something to focus on and create. I know 
that I'm one of those people you mentioned earlier on about that just suppresses everything, doesn't talk about it and just and buries it. And then every every two, two years, three years, I have this crippling anxiety that just appears from nowhere. And I'm like, fuck, where have you come from? Everything I've been hiding for the last three years. Um, and I, you know, I, I had one of those a few weeks ago. And I and when I and it usually comes about when maybe I'm too busy doing other business stuff than rather getting time to actually at my desk carving things and and focusing on on that. Um, and then when I when I free up a couple of days to just carve, it, it just I find it just clears my head completely, um, and then it just it's it, it, it's like a whole different clarity comes. And I can't explain why it does it, but it really does. Just having that that moment to focus on creating something and. And I guess maybe it's because you don't have chance to think about all the other problems. You just have to focus on what you're doing. And imagine it's you with when he's creating music or an artist when they're drawing or even back to like an MMA fighter when they're training, you don't, you can't think about anything else. You have to be in that moment and focus exactly on what you're doing. Um, because if you don't, you fuck up. So you don't have the chance to think of the, the, the other stuff that's been going wrong. Yeah. yeah, I mean, uh, going back to Runka, um, <laughs> <laughs> idle hands are the devil's plaything. Right? <laughs> <laughs> That's ain't that a true word? Well, I mean, I, I, I like, I, I think it that that saying is incredibly detrimental to sexual health, but might actually have some truth when it comes to um, uh, what you're highlighting here. That you know, there is some. Uh, quality to you know working yourself out of mental issues or whatever rut you're stuck in by 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 working with your hands by by using your body by by using your creative talents right everything from um you know it's it, it's funny like that uh, was the last time we talked a little bit about manual labor and the status of manual labor in society and so on uh manual labor is 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 creative right when you when you when you build a house you're being creative yeah. and and so in that sense that that can also be a therapeutic exercise and and that's what i want to highlight here that it looks like that we as human beings we we find being creative incredibly therapeutic um on all levels and and that's that's really an important and valuable thing to consider one of the worst things it seems like for a lot of human beings is to to not have access to be creative that's when then that's when you start to stagnate and and despair like it's actually quite fascinating that way and you and you sit on your phone because i found myself doing that when i was you know when i was going through that that the couple of weeks of just feeling shit i would i just sit scrolling mindlessly through facebook or instagram looking at how good everybody else's lives were and like why am i not doing that why is mm -hmm. this not happening for me why am i i put it right and, looking and, looking at how good everybody is and lying about how awesome well ex exactly <laughs> exactly but, but you get caught up in this thing of scrolling and and looking at other things and then two hours have passed and it's like fuck 
I haven't done the thing that I was meant to do two hours ago. And now I'm even more anxious because I'm two hours behind where I was meant to be. Uh, but you just get stuck in the, in this, in this moment. Um, and it's frustrating. But Chell, uh, one thing I wanted to ask you earlier, mm-hmm. you said, obviously you, you've worked, you've worked with people with, with mental health issues. And you, I guess you've been the authoritative figure, the, the person there to help. So then I guess when you were on the other end of that and, and going through your own struggles, how had, or did you manage to take your, I guess your own advice that you would give to other people? Um, how, how was, how did you find that? I guess I, I, I was wondering whether it was a difficult thing because, you know, we all give advice, but rarely listen to our own, yeah. our own sayings. I think uh, what my experience did when I was down there, because, um, yeah, um, I think it it helped me to to see myself from above and see my situation from above as, as, you know, disconnect from myself and see myself as a therapist to some extent, Mm -hmm. uh, which helped me come through it. it's it, it was pretty bad i mean I, I lost my family because of it so <laughs> i mean yeah so but but uh but i think that that really helped me to because i always i could always see see myself a little bit from from the outside with my therapeutic eyes and and, and i think it really helped me to come through it because I, obviously as a therapist i have this this these tools that i use and and to some extent i i used them myself also but but for me i mean back, back to to what the blue tie is about uh, by the end of it i actually you know put myself in the hands of, of the great mother and said that okay you decide now you know mm. and she decided that i was supposed to be here and uh, that's when when i i figured that okay i i, I better pull myself together and and start doing what i want to do and what, what i'm i think i'm supposed to be here to do so and 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 now here i am i'm <laughs> i'm not exactly rich but i do to some extent make a living from what I, what i do <laughs> mm-hmm. i mean i don't want to i i don't, don't want to pray into any any spe- specifics but obviously you you've taken a transition to to doing just music um, and I feel like that's maybe something I can relate to with what what I was and I don't know if this is going to be like what, what your situation was but I know there was a point where I was building Horns of Odin but then I was also plumbing um, and I could never find a happy medium I could never be be happy in either because I couldn't give 100% I was I resented going and doing plumbing because I wanted to be doing the horns but I couldn't get that to work fully because they didn't have the the money or the time to to be able to do that but that's where my love was and I, and I ended just just completely fucking with me mentally because i was just chasing this one thing that i couldn't find how to to get there um and obviously you, you just said that you, you're now doing music and, and i wondered whether it was maybe a, a similar sort of thing and and you now get to do what you love yeah yeah i think I think from for me it was you know because I, I I did a whole lot of music back in the days I was I was all over the place at all times I released music <laughs> all the time and then I I went into uh, um, I've been to to I, I've had two families in my life and when I'm in a family with children that's that's what I focus on 
So so in the in 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 quite a few years, I didn't really do much music. I was helping out a few bands here and there, and as uh, like uh, on stage musician and and these kind of things. But I didn't really make my own music anymore. And I think that that this thing that it it kind of got me back to my path, you know, back to to what I'm supposed to do. And and uh, from that that time on, I, I I really really focused on this and worked. <laughs> pretty damn hard for it <laughs> but mm-hmm. um and 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 through all of that time bluta has been been a part of, of my my process like like back when 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 corona came around um because i i'm damn uh, uh you know lucky to, to to live where i do i live on a tiny island in norway with mountains and we could move freely in corona times you know Okay, we use masks for shopping and stuff, but I mean, I can go freely out in the village and meet nobody. <laughs> so I started putting out pictures from my trips and I got, got some feedback from people saying that, wow, you're really helping out here because we're stuck in our apartment and we can't get out. So I thought that, okay, what can I do to, to, to help? And I, I started this, this uh, video series on, on, on YouTube, posting a new video uh, every um, every week as long as my equipment lasted <laughs> because it broke mm-hmm. I didn't know it and some of the songs and Bluta came came out of that actually so which was a, like I, I borrowed this kind of Viking-ish house that that my friend Donald out on the island my, my luthier uh, built and I just just had my phone and a, and a handheld uh, audio recorder and I started making this crazy videos where I did like chanting music with drums and stuff and and people loved it so 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 some some of that was the start of, of what ended up being this album and and also some of the songs in this album is is songs that have been been following me for like I mean like like Frider for instance and and Kalla uh, on the album are, are songs that we actually used to perform with a band called Avas that me and, and Maria from Heilung and 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 Gustav from from Folkutbörter från Uravin and and Astralside uh, did like yeah I think we started up back in '99 or something you know mm-hmm. so they've been following me uh, like 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 and also Galder which has been like a soul song for me for for more than 20 years now but none of these songs ever fit into anything i did before now so so <laughs> which uh, to me is is uh, is quite strong because these these songs mean a whole lot to me mm-hmm. uh, i don't know yeah. where i was aiming at going with this but <laughs> no, it, it seems like it's <clears throat> it's all come together now yeah. um i mean like i say it, it it's clear that the the album has a a very obvious journey through it, um, and you get that listening listening to it. And it's not, and I've said this so many times when we speak to musicians that, particularly for me, I don't understand the word that's that's said on there because it's not it's it's not in English and any singing is is throat singing. Um, so so for me, it purely is an experience of. Of the music, but you still get that sense of of journey um, from the darkness to the re- through to the rebirth, and you've clearly thought a lot about putting that together and what songs go where. Um, and you should, I think, you should be really proud of it. I I really I really enjoyed it. 
thank you i i am i am really proud uh i was scared to death before i released it because you know <laughs> it's not exactly elevator music mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but so far i mean most of my music i mean i i, I don't really fit into the broader audiences you know so uh, I, I i'll probably never hit the charts anywhere but uh but uh it it seems to mean a lot to those who listen to it and and that means a lot that that's why i do it I, i'd mm-hmm. rather make music that really means something to the listener than make music that just you know for the money of it um uh, yeah but money's always nice though i guess yeah, it, it <laughs> definitely helps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I'm sure it does. I can tell you that the album has reached uh, or has has made it onto my heathen playlists. So, uh, so yes, I very much agree. And That's nice. And some coats and stuff. <laughs> there you go. You just need to to get the Mateus seal of approval, the little thumbs up, and the. <laughs> we need to make that a sticker. We need to going. make a t-shirt. Yeah, that's a sticker. <laughs> a yeah, sticker we need we to could... make it a t-shirt too. <laughs> oh, we, we could start doing review shows of like yes. new stuff and, and have little stickers. Yes. And but then we have to get like a we have to get a sad one as well. The yeah, yeah, of course. And a thumb down, like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So then we can have a happy. Uh, oh, and then maybe like a middle kind of like. Hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like halfway, and then we we can, we can we give stickers. I mean, we're businessmen. We're businessmen. Yes. Look at it, see it thriving. Yeah, people are yeah. listening to magic right now. Totally. Yeah, we could do this with all kinds of things. We could do it with movies, with uh, music, uh, with shitty Viking bro Instagram profiles. Like, there's so many ways oh, that could we can do it. Oh, we could. It could. Uh, <laughs> chill. I mean. Uh, you sent me your discog- discography, discography earlier. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's safe to say you've been around a long time. You've made a lot of music. Yeah, I, I have. Uh... And I was going to say, obviously, there's some some pretty big big names on here. Um, you know, you scroll down. Obviously, Wardruna is is a huge name. Um, but anyway, oh, yeah, you, I've heard of them. <laughs> yeah. well, that's good. But um, the one I didn't realize that you uh, you worked on the the new Vikings Valhalla. Yeah, yeah, I did. How, how was that? How how was that working for for something? Is that the first time you worked on I get on something that of that size? I imagine they had a huge budget. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> the, the, yeah, they, they do. The musicians doesn't doesn't necessarily get so much of that, but <laughs> yeah, it's 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 okay. They they pay pay all right. So yeah, it's uh, it's fun to do it. It's um, I've been doing a lot of of music for like short movies and theatric plays and stuff in my in my time, but um, but it's like. Uh, with this production, it's I mean the the guy making the music is Trevor Morris. That's a period, and he's the guy with the name on on the album and and such. They all, we we're just employed to to help him make the the music. Mm-hmm. So so he sends us a, a, a script, you know, some some ideas and and where to go and and a short description of about what he wants us to do, and we go for it because 
uh, we have the sounds <laughs> so um so so yeah it's uh sometimes it's it's really you know you need to these instruments are simple things they can't do whatever you know so sometimes it's it's really really a lot of work to try to can sit down and sometimes some of the songs on, on the vikings valhalla show i had to make new strings for my instruments to make them work with us you know sounds mm -hmm. and such. <laughs> wow <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's fun and it's it's cool to, to hear your voice and your instruments in in such a big thing. You know, it's uh, it's always fun. <laughs> uh, yeah, I imagine that's that's mm. surreal. Um, yeah, I, I can't help but say the, the just scrolling back up the the artwork for for Blut, uh, it, I love that picture. I love the picture you chose for the the cover. Um, just I scroll back up, then it, it came back up. It's <laughs> it, it's right. really good. It, sta it stands out amongst all your other other bits. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's it's beautiful. Yeah, I really like it, and and I like all the. I mean, there's a whole lot of pictures in in, in the cover here, and I, I I love them all. I mean, Espen is an amazing artist and photographer and musician. Uh, so so what I did for, for, for the pictures was that I, I, I sent an early version of the album to Espen and I said that I want to make something really, really naked and, and personal. I want to be make all these songs into pictures of me showing me in, in these songs. Uh, and, and, and I'll meet up you do, with you whenever you can and, and we spend the time. So we spent three days traveling around Norway taking pictures that he had uh, imagined in his head and uh, it turns out turned out absolutely amazing i i i am really really proud of the cover on this album <laughs> and and also oh. i think that that the pictures uh, in the covers every song have a picture and and uh, it has a, a description like like for instance like i don't know if you can see it galder here with, with me galdering with my drum and you have the 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 explanation coming the, the description like, yes yeah and um, and all songs have this 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 portraits you know portraiting uh atmosphere ambience or or, or psychic state that that i was in <laughs> with these songs which is hard uh, but 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 with, with an artist like him on, on board i mean it couldn't go wrong i mean he's he's uh, amazing with what he's do, doing yeah, they no, they are absolutely beautiful. Can you so can you pick up the the album? Are you doing physical copies? You can buy it online, but also you can we're doing you're doing physical ones as well. Yeah, you can you can buy the uh, I couldn't afford vinyl, but you can buy the, the CD from my, my bandcamp. Do do people still actually use CDs? I yeah, I haven't had a CD player in, in ages. <laughs> I, I don't care, but <laughs> yeah, yeah they do. I've got um, a I've got a CD in my in my truck, I think. But but yeah, it seems like a vinyl made a big resurgence. But I imagine that's not very cheap to make. No, especially not when you're living in a country like Norway. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, okay. So, okay. I mean, it's so damn expensive. So yeah, mm -hmm. I would I would have to charge uh, at least uh, forty euros or or about yeah around forty dollars for a simple 
uh, vinyl with a simple cover. <laughs> anything from it, you know? <laughs> so yeah. It's just it not sounds possible. a lot, but yes, yeah, it sounds a lot, but I feel like some people will buy it as, especially with that cover, like a piece of art. Um, especially if maybe, I don't know whether you could put it in a, a little picture frame. And because uh, for me, I, I don't have a, anything to play a vinyl on, but I would buy a nice vinyl to display. Like I'd put one up in, in here maybe. Um, so I think there's, there's, there's that kind of sense of, of being able to do that with it maybe. Um, I assume it's best, is it best for you if people buy the, buy the CD and don't listen to it on Spotify? Is it best if so? Of course, both. But <laughs> both. <laughs> but I, I think I think a lot of people today. I think that that physical copies is it's for the cover. It's to see the art and 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 I always I if if I make a physical copy, I try to make the cover worth it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that most people don't listen to those CDs. They listen to Spotify. Or, mm-hmm. or Apple Music or wherever they, they listen to music because yeah. it's easier, you know? Yeah, yeah it, it is. It is because you can do it through your phone, I guess. Yeah. So I said, think that when they buy an album, they buy it to get the cover, the explanations and the information, and they do it to support the artist, which mm-hmm. is highly appreciated. <laughs> that That's exactly why I was asking, because I was going to say everybody... Everybody who's listening, if you if you want to support Chell, that the best way is to to go to to your website, which is chellbroten.com. There we go. We'll, we'll put a link in the in the bio, um, and just go and buy the album. Even if you know, I'm gonna, I'm going to go buy one when we finish this. And I think that even if you don't listen, even if you don't listen to the CD, you supporting Chell and what he does. Um, and same with with any artist, I, I guess. It's it's so easy to listen to it, and I just didn't think twice earlier. I just put Spotify on and 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 listen to it. But I know that you probably get a fraction of of what you should get from that. Um, <laughs> so so it's definitely going to be better. I'm going to go out and buy buy one um, and support you, and hopefully people listen to this do the same. And um, because it's worth it, it's it's a brilliant album, and I I really enjoyed it. And I can't wait to listen under proper proper circumstances i feel like it's, it's one to be enjoyed alone in the dark with headphones yeah yeah I, man like when we're done with this i'm gonna go into my crawl space and, and just sit there and listen to it in the dark mm-hmm. with with the spiders <laughs> 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 yeah no it is i think it's a, I, I i hope i one day get to see you perform this live do you have plans to to do yes. it yes I do. Uh, I'm working on it uh, at the moment. I I uh, have um, a couple of, of shows coming up. Nothing official yet, unfortunately. But uh, but yes, there I, I will go live. Uh, many, most of the time, I just go myself live, doing my my bring my lyres and do like sing my songs with lyrics like this, the the scaldic way. But uh, but this album needs to, to be properly done if it's going to go low. And, and uh, yeah, it, it, it'll happen. Uh, I think first show will probably be in August. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hopefully. Um, yeah, I, I think it would work really well. 
particularly in either like outside or in like a small little venue where you, you just feel <laughs> then feel something tells me that you're going to have the chance to see him soon in the summer <laughs> <laughs> hey if you're in scandinavia going viking markets you will probably see me somewhere i'm i'm older i was i was hoping that but i didn't want to i don't i don't i'm so shook at the minute i don't know what i'm allowed to say what i'm not allowed to say if me and mateus have a little thing well, all you can do is drop in about all the cool things that we're going into <laughs> i know i, I feel like i'm on edge <laughs> i've got a big mouth i feel like i'm on edge constantly <laughs> yeah but uh but I, I'm sure you're, you'll be able to see me uh, in not too long. Good. Yes. Keep me a, keep me a front row seat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Let's let's wrap this up. It's been yeah. it's been a lot of fun. Um, Mateus, you go first. Where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram. You can just type in my name. It's just Norik, and you'll find me on Instagram. That's my profile. Uh, you can also find me on my um, website, just also my name.com. That's a thing now. I was oh, that's, like, a new, that's a new thing. When did that? Yeah, I was like, you know what? I, I was like, I, why don't I have a website with my own name? I should buy that domain before someone else does and then sells it to me. <laughs> I wish I'd have bought that just, just uh, for the co guess, comedy value. Guess, guess whose name I have bought as a domain already? Mine? Mine? Yeah. Have you really? <laughs> so I'll sell it back to you for... <laughs> <laughs> that, that would be hilarious. No, I haven't. I haven't. But uh, now I'm somebody's going to now. Yeah, no, I'm giving somebody else a great idea right there. <laughs> <laughs> no, so uh, so you can also just like Google my name, and you'll find a bunch of shit on me on Google anyway. So, um, including that, my website, um, which I'm like up in the process of creating. And yeah, aside from that, you can, of course, always follow the Nordic Mythology Podcast on Instagram and also on Facebook. And Dan, take it from there. And if you, if you, if you, if you want to hear Mateus' drum and bass, you have to comment on the Instagram, send us a message, send us a message on Facebook, email. Let's just, if we can get enough traction behind this, we're going to get Mateus to dig out those. I <laughs> not want to hear my shitty drawing oh, from when do. I was 18. <laughs> you have no idea how much I want to hear that. <laughs> um, <laughs> Chell, where can everybody find you? Where, your Instagram, your work, everything. I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm all over. Uh, Instagram is, is my name, Chell Broughton. Shell Broughton Music on Facebook uh, and Shell Broughton on any streaming service, blah, blah, blah. And also myname.com. There you <laughs> go. go. And, yeah. and for, for every, for all the English speakers who are, are like me, it's K-J-E-L-L-B-R-A-A-T-E-N because that, that little shh sound at the, the start really threw, threw me off for the longest time. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, the K and J, that's uh, an original thing, the, you know, the way we say it. Yeah, because I thought you were called Kajel. Kajel. <laughs> I was like, Very, most of the time, uh, my name is just Kiel. Kiel. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> All right. I guess um, there's Norwegians that would say it that way too, right? Like, there's like a, 
decent amount of Norwegian dialects where you where you come out as kill instead of chell. Right? Not really, actually. They, no, they oh. have uh, yeah. But but the, it, it, my name is about to to um, to uh, cease to exist as young people today, because we have two different sounds. It's the KJ, which is sh, and it's the SJ, which is sh. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so. Yeah. And uh, the somebody is about to to, to uh, disappear from their or language. So oh, no. So <laughs> when you say my name now, it means a, a shell in the ocean. So. <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. So, so yeah, no, every... the Danes will definitely screw it up. I mean, kill <laughs> would be the Danish version of it, right? <laughs> yeah, we, I'd screw up as well if I hadn't heard you say it first. Yeah, yeah, exactly. K E L, exactly. K E L. <laughs> All right, yeah. Everybody, please, please go and support Chell. Um, buy the album, listen to it, share it as well. Sometimes you know maybe you can't pick it up and, and buy it, um, but you can share it, and somebody else might be able to or might want to. Um, I think people underestimate what they can do sometimes. You know, you can't always support financially. Um, but even just just sharing it and letting it getting it out there and and getting people to listen is always beneficial as well. Yeah, and that's the same for for us and what we do. Um, obviously, the best way to support the show is through Patreon. You get a bonus episode every week. It's either the Q and A or the story time. But if you can't, then please just help share the podcast, send it to somebody, put it in a Facebook group or whatever. It really does help find new listeners um, and help us keep growing and and get in as other awesome guests on um, tell your family and friends about it yell about us on over the dinner table you know those kinds of things force people um, i don't care yeah yeah <laughs> and don't forget to leave a five star uh, rating and positive review um for us as well uh, if you if you don't want to leave a five star rating and a positive review but hate us instead i will be happy to personally take your hate mail uh, so that it doesn't go up on the reviews. <laughs> Just well, <so> you know. <laughs> there we go. Oh, Jill, one thing I was meaning to, I forgot to ask. Um, I fucking love that T-shirt. Hey, yeah. I love Thank that T-shirt. Can can I get that from your website? Yeah, from shellbrotten.com, yes. And, and by the way, if, if you go to my Facebook profile, or not my profile, but my page, Shellbrotten Music, you could actually also... If you're on Spotify, you could uh, apply for a contest and win the new Shellbrotten hoodie. Oh, nice. Ooh, cool. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I've been staring at that T-shirt this whole time. It's, it's, it's part of really the cool Pluta merch line, which is uh, launched on my, my website. Nice. Yeah, no, it, that's really cool. It, it also makes me really furious that when we do clothing and I see one that's just better than anything else I make, and I'm just like, when I think of that, look how cool that is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Beata, my, my designer, is just awesome. I mean, she's amazing. Mm -hmm. No, it, it's really nice. I'm going to pick one of those up as well when I get the album. Brilliant. There we go. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you for joining us, Chad. Thank you for having me. It's, it's always a pleasure. <laughs> it really is. Yeah.